This is the Neptune Now podcast, where we shine the spotlight on our incredible Neptune Navigate partners. They are leaders, they are trailblazers, and they are inspirational to so many people around them. It's time for the Neptune Now podcast. When you first meet Dr. David Timms, it doesn't take long to understand why he is such a well-respected and loved educational leader. He has a genuine passion for bringing all aspects of education together with technology. It's that passion that has helped him as a teacher, then as an administrator, then as the executive director of instructional leadership with the Tennessee Department of Education. In 2008, in fact, he was selected as the Tennessee Supervisor of the Year, and today he serves as the Director of Secondary and Instructional Technology with Johnson City Schools. And in his 30th year of education, Dr. Timms is more excited than ever about the role technology can play for students and teachers. I'm Eric Jantra, and this is the Neptune Now podcast, so let's get started. And now we welcome in Dr. David Timms, who is the Director of Secondary and Instructional Technology for Johnson City Schools in Tennessee. They are a great partner of Neptune Navigate. Dr. Timms, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Uh, we were we were talking just before we went on that we, uh, we we've got to see Dr. Tim's at conferences and trade shows and things like that over the years, Absolutely. and it's, it's always fun to get to see folks face to face. And we have certainly enjoyed working with you and your team there at uh, Johnson City Schools. Um, we're going to jump right into this because I'm just fascinated with folks who are involved in technology and education today, because that has been a fast moving train over the the last few years. But you have had a very long train ride um, as part of all of this. So first of all, tell folks about what your role is there at Johnson City Schools and Johnson City Schools in general. Sure. So um, 30th year in education, uh, third school district, and also some time at the Tennessee State Department of Education. I joined Johnson City Schools in 2015 as the very first uh, supervisor of instructional technology. The board was really wanted to launch a one-to-one blended learning concept, so I came on board to do that a couple years later. Added secondary instruction to that, which for us is uh, our high school. We have um, one high school, about a 2,500 student high school, so large for for us. Uh, and we have really worked over the last several years to grow capacity among our teachers with a teacher leader academy that we sponsor every year focused on technology. We currently have around 100 teacher leaders who really work alongside their colleagues in the schools. And the other exciting piece of my position here in Johnson City with our uh, blended learning piece, we are now one-to-one kindergarten through 12th grade, has been working with our library media specialist. And that group, uh, they are near and dear to my heart, and they are the group that really shoulder the responsibility for using Neptune Navigate in our district. Um, Again, you started out, when you started out in education 30 years ago, um, was technology part of it? Did you think, I'm going to be a technology person? It's very funny that you that you asked that. When when I started out, I was a high school English teacher uh, here in Tennessee, and in the year 1995, our governor at the time, uh, they took applications for teachers to sign up to be what they called 21st century classroom teachers. And one of the carrots was you would get $25,000 to spend in your classroom, and they were going to hook us up to dial-up internet. 
So I applied, and as a young uh, 25-year-old teacher, I became a 21st century classroom teacher. And that $25,000 provided my dial-up internet, five student computers, and a teacher workstation, and a 32-inch television. Think of how far we have come from 1995-96, where $25,000 bought six computers and a 32-inch television and dial-up internet to today. It has been a phenomenal experience to watch over the course of my career how technology has really become um, a backbone of what we do in the classroom every day. So you were an English teacher on the, uh, when you first started, and somewhere yes. along the way, you, you um, moved over into a more technology-centric role. Tell us about when that change happened and what prompted that. So it's funny, um, when I first moved into administration, I taught in the classroom for six years. Uh, my first couple of roles in administration, one was in a smaller district, one was in a larger, I have purely been curriculum and instruction. Um, I served in a small district for seven years as a K-12 instructional supervisor, also over federal programs. Moved to a much larger district. Next door, we had 28 schools, around 13,000 students, and functioned in primarily assessment, school improvement, and federal programs. Eventually became assistant superintendent over curriculum and instruction in that role. And technology was a piece of what we put into classrooms to support them. But then after going to the State Department of Education for a year and working with leaders across the state, the superintendent in Johnson City, where I'm at now, approached me and said, we need someone who can come in and help strategically think about how can we best um, prepare ourselves to move into a realm of technology. We've all read horror stories from districts across the country that flooded their teachers and students with devices, but there was no real plan. So we really took the first year and a half, the first 18 months, in Johnson City Schools, it's a high-achieving district, to make a plan of what the integration would look like. And that started with training first, devices second. And it has really served us well in, uh, in our school system since 2015. Uh, we came through the pandemic uh, with a, about a third of our students on remote learning. Our teachers, very well prepared, very well equipped to, uh, to function in that, in that role. And it's funny, I brought in a group of teachers to do a focus group just the other day about um, the experience of moving pre-pandemic through the pandemic and to now. And what struck me, I thought they would talk about a lot about the technology, but what they talked about was the support and the networking they received from each other. And that, to me, has been the crucial secret sauce for us. It's connecting our teachers who are using these platforms in their classroom daily. Um, and to me, that has been the aha for me, that we have functioned in education in silos for so long because teachers go into their classrooms and shut the door, that opening them up to professional learning opportunities that span the arc of a year or two years that allow them to connect, it has been a powerful catalyst for ensuring that we are using the technology well. And we only choose those platforms that, that really want to partner with us and understand our vision. And especially, again, with our library media specialists in our district who are shouldered with the responsibility from our Board of Education to provide the instruction around Internet safety and digital security and digital privacy. Just yesterday, I had our 11 librarians in for our quarterly meeting, and 
all of them to the person talked about what a game changer this platform has been. That's what I like to hear from our teachers, regardless of which platform it is that we've chosen to go with. When I hear it's been a game changer for student achievement, student instruction, and for teachers being uh, equipped and having the capacity to deliver good, solid instruction, that's, to me, the most exciting change that technology has brought to what we do in education. So answer me this question. Were you, uh, I'm pretty sure based on what you just said you were, but were you completely one-to-one prior to the pandemic? So before the pandemic, we were one-to-one in grades three through 12 in our district. We had just finished adding third and fourth grade. Uh, K2, we were not one-to-one yet. So that has now uh, obviously uh come to fruition in our district. I do think that prepared us well, but it wasn't necessarily the devices. It was also the preparation. And we had, when the pandemic started, embedded technology teacher leaders in our schools because of the work we had done with our Saturday academies who could come alongside their colleagues and very, very quickly get them up to speed and be prepared to launch. That, I think, was our saving grace with Um, having the vision, and our board supported that vision, of equipping our uh, teacher leaders. We just graduated our seventh cohort of of the year-long teacher leader program and um, have just had the interviews for our eighth cohort. It is a a competitive program, and the fact that we still have teachers applying to be part of this tells me they understand this is part of their professional growth. And what I love about it is that we've got teachers who are hungry to be leaders – hungry to be um, those who support their colleagues, but they do not want to leave the classroom to move into administration. This teacher leader role in the realm of technology has given them that opportunity to the lead. You know, we've uh, talked to, we work with hundreds of school districts around the country, and yes. we, we've talked to so many that, uh, boy, the pandemic was a real wake-up call. They were um, not in the position you guys were in there at Johnson City Schools. Right. Where they we, were. we realized kind of, how fortunate we were. Yeah, that well, fortunate and 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 also the benefactor of great planning. It sounds like so. So that's great. Hey, you have mentioned multiple times library media specialists, uh, librarians. Yes. Um, they go under a lot of different names anymore. They do. <laughs> but they do. Boy, boy, do they have an important role in uh, education in 2023, don't they? Absolutely. And out of our 11 uh, library media specialists, five of them have chosen to go through our technology teacher leader program. So we do have embedded within our library media specialists um, several technology teacher leaders. And I meet with them quarterly. They're a group that I've supervised in every district that I've been in. And then we uh, have a, uh, a summer workshop. So we have a very... Uh, a very tight group of library media specialists, and they are also a very professional group. And we really do in our district believe that our library media centers function as the heart of our uh, 11 schools in our district. You know, we, we talked about what technology looked like for you back in 1995 yes. when you got that $25,000 yes. grant. Right. And right. we talk about what it looks like today. I always like to ask this right. question. What do you think the future looks like? Because so much has happened that is mind blowing in the last four to five years. Okay. Forget well, about and, the and pandemic. Of, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And one yeah. of the, uh, you know, there's several things that I think about. Um, I'll talk about this one first. One has been, uh, just the access and the equity itself that we've been able to bring to our district. We're a pretty diverse district, and um, we have some diverse schools, and we have some schools that are quite affluent, and we have some schools that um, you know serve students who come from 
uh, a very high percentage of poverty. The device and the platforms and the hotspots and everything that grew out of the pandemic, they have really brought to us a great deal of equity. That, to me, has been uh, one of our game changers. A second game changer that I have delved into lately and we're going to be diving into with our teacher leaders. In fact, I was just watching a news segment on it this morning. You may guess where I'm going with this. What is the role of AI going to be as we move forward in education? There's two camps. There is one camp who thinks we need to ban this and keep it out of schools, and there's the other camp that thinks we need to embrace it and figure out how this is going to continue to enhance um, the work that we do with our students and our teachers. I'm in that second camp. I think we need to be embracing AI. You know, I think back to Khan Academy. I think back to Wolfram Alpha. I think back to uh, when I received uh, my grant and we had, um, you know, the first search engine available to us where we could, you know, uh, I taught uh, advanced placement um, lit uh, for many years, and rather than having to drive my schools on a or students on a bus to a local college campus to access really good literary research, I now had it available at their fingertips in the classroom. We have to continue to evolve, and it is moving to a place, and that's why I love what Neptune Navigate does for us, of teaching students how to access and filter through information to enhance their own learning rather than um, trying to just point them to where they can actually find it. There is no doubt that everything is at their fingertips. We just need to teach them how to use it and apply it to their own learning. You um, have a position where you get to work with a lot of different people um, um, in a lot of different areas. You've got curriculum, you've got technology, you've got administration, you've got the librarians, you have all these different people. Uh, It can be very challenging. Uh, What keeps you going? And what keeps you excited every day about wanting to uh, keep on doing this? You know, we just honored our uh, current cohort of teacher leaders at um, our May board meeting. We do this every year. Uh, and one of they, – they choose from among themselves someone to speak on their behalf. And I'm always in awe when I listen to the teacher who uh, is chosen by their group to speak about their experience this year. And this year's teacher is a 31-year veteran teacher who was very technology-adverse uh, before the pandemic. And listening to her speak the other day, the excitement and the uh, – she said she's been re-energized by coming through this program and learning about platforms. We send all of them every year to a national uh, conference. They've got to meet a lot of your folks in, in person. That's what keeps me going, the fact that we can continue to re-energize teachers. I'm married uh, to uh, a teacher. My daughter is a brand-new first-year kindergarten teacher, and if they, I have always felt like my role in administration is to provide resources to teachers, to remove barriers, and to keep them energized, and that's what keeps me going in this role is watching the excitement of teachers as they deliver and bring instruction to students year after year after year from the first-year teacher whose eyes are wide open with excitement to the 31-year veteran who says, i still got things to learn and I can still get better. Uh, one one final question here for you. Um, what is the absolute favorite part of what you get to do every day? You just talked about some of it just now, but but what is that one thing that you're like? This is what really makes me smile. Really makes me happy. 
the number one thing that makes me smile is spending time with our teachers out in our schools. Uh, there's sort of a joke in our central office that um, I'm hard to find in the, in, at my desk. Now, I spend a lot of time at my desk, but it's usually before and after school. I find my energy and my inspiration and um, the what feeds me is being out in our schools with our teachers, listening to our teachers, supporting them, seeing what they're using, seeing what they're doing, and then just seeing the products of what students learn. We've got a, a motto in Johnson City Schools when it comes to instructional technology. We've had it since 2016 that our, our main purpose of instructional technology in our district is not to have students consume, but it's to be able to create and produce. And that's how we really approach it. And I hear our teachers say that constantly. They are demonstrating their learning through the platforms that we use. And that's what I love uh, being out in our schools seeing happen. Well, Dr. Timms, thank you again for being with us. You know, we, we launched Neptune Navigate four years ago, and we thought yes. we had something four years ago that was going to connect, but we needed partners like you and like Johnson yes. City to help us develop it, that, help us develop it and, and build it out to what it's become today. So thank you for being a great partner and thank you for your contributions to helping make Navigate better. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure joining us this morning. Thanks again to Dr. David Timms for joining us on this episode of the Neptune Now podcast. Our producer is Ryan Huddle, audio engineering and music provided by Caleb Muncher. And our contributors include Kinsey Featherston, Cade Lowen, and Drew Rourke. I'm Eric Jontra. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Neptune Now podcast.